Uncensored. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. And by God, this is the BS. Uncensored. Yeah, thanks for being here. It's episode 16 of the BS Uncensored. My name is Jason Bailey. Nikki D's not here on this one, but enough is enough is. Oh, I'm here. Nelson's here. And we have a very cool guest for this episode. Uh, he is one of the top international security experts after uh, the Marines goes into the private sector. Uh, he's got a new book called Live Ready. This is like right up my alley, <laughs> which is out now. Wanting to teach everyone through this book how to physically protect yourself from being a target. You know, in the, my sheet it says hate crime, but I'm assuming it's just violent crime in general. So let's welcome Sam Rosenberg. Sam, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, this is today. This conversation is today. This topic is today. Unfortunately, that's where we live. But I'd be right. right? This, this book is a target. It says hate crime on the sheet in front of me, but it's more of a violent crime in general, right? Exactly. It's about any kind of violence. Anyone who would try to prey upon the innocent, this book is going to give you a user's manual for how to navigate this world that we live in today to be able to recognize danger, recognize if you're being targeted, and how to deal with those situations. Uh, I'm a gun guy, big fan. You know, I just moved to California. The gun rules here are a lot different than where Georgia, where I just came from. But I'm abiding by the rules and doing everything that I'm asked to do, and so I'm just a couple minutes away from getting my CCW here. Uh, as a gun guy and a part of that community to an extent, a lot of people think, well, guns are the answer to everything. I don't necessarily agree with that. How do you sit with it? I agree very similarly to you. I think that, to me, a firearm is nothing but a tool. And no more difference, no different than your, a hammer or a car or any other tool that you would do use to, to effectively do more with less effort. Right. And, you know, it is a very valuable tool. It is a very valuable instrument for self-defense for a lot of people in a lot of circumstances. But there's so much more to the subject matter of personal security and to the, uh, the knowledge base that people are, you know, need to understand way beyond the physical aspects even. You know, the, the, the right understanding of how to recognize danger and, and not only to be able to pay attention to our environment, but, you know, in many ways people say to me, you know, I, I, I'm pretty aware, I have good situational awareness, but the reality is that paying attention is just the prerequisite. You have to have skill sets that allow you to know what to look for and specifically when to look so you don't burn yourself out. Um, you also need to be able to manage the dynamics that occur uh, with potential bad guys and how to you know, diffuse or deter those situations and, and how to just avoid trouble in the first place. Uh, and a lot of that comes down to understanding what kinds of bad guys are out there, how they think, why they target people, uh, and what the specific pre-incident indicators are that you might be able to recognize if you're being targeted. And all of that happens far before any kind of self-defense, whether it's with a weapon or a tool or with your bare hands. Would you agree that 
brainwashed empathy comes into play for a lot of people because of this day and age that we live in where it's don't profile, don't stereotype, those types of things. And so people now have this guilt if they look at a situation or a certain person a uh, specific way, even not trusting their instincts of feeling uncomfortable, they're like, well, that's just not how I'm supposed to feel. And then, bam, they get, you know, whatever happens to them when they should have trusted their instincts. Uh, unquestionably. In fact, I'll go so far to say that, you know, we have become the only animal in the animal kingdom that would willingly participate in its own victimization. Mm. You know, that people have a tendency... They not only override their instincts, but they, they've been conditioned, as you said, to do so. And these are all part of, in the book, Live Ready, what we talk about is what I call the veils of denial. And, and there's multiple, but the overarching dynamic that we're talking about is what I call the social veil. That, you know, this mentality of, uh, you know, I'm not supposed to judge a book by its cover, or I don't want to profile someone, is a very, very powerful, never more powerful than today in our society in terms of overriding our natural radar and our ability to recognize danger. And we also have another powerful veil called the veil of normalcy, which is uh, classically referred to as this idea of what's called normalcy bias, meaning that even when we see warning signs that something is amiss, that we look for all of the, the rationalizations of why everything is just normal. It's, we, we are almost committed for things wanting to be normal because the alternative is so scary. So when you couple those two things together, even people who have reasonably good intuition or they, they can sense that something is not right with someone, they override that so quickly and they just dismiss their normal radar and say, well, everything's fine. It's probably no big deal. Uh, or, you know, I'm just overreacting, or they go into that social mi- uh, mentality that says, uh, well, I'm not supposed to think those thoughts. We're supposed to be accepting and welcoming of everyone regardless, and they literally override their protective instincts. Yeah. Do, 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 you, do you think, you know, th- this is a great book, this Live Ready, and Sam, everything that you're saying right now, I agree with, and is, is well, I've who am I to agree with you? But, you know, I agree with you. <laughs> um, but Thank you, you. would you agree we have to find a solution, right? You can't find a solution unless you identify the problem. That's with anything in life. So yeah. right now you're talking about what to do right now, the Band-Aid of the current issue. So how do we find a solution? Or in your expert advice, your expert opinion, do you think we will ever find a solution? Or is this just going to get worse from the till the end of days? Well, I, I think, first of all, we have to understand and recognize that violence has always been a part of the human condition. And that, you know, quite frankly, nothing worth doing in life is absent of risk. So we're never going to be able to get past the notion that some things inherently carry with them risk, particularly scenarios where we're dealing with other people. And Live Ready is really more than just a personal security book. It's more than just teaching people the the mechanics or the software, if you will, of how to condition your mind uh, for for protecting yourself and your family. It's also about learning how to live in a much more confident way, you know, knowing that you can handle things. And the premise that violence is always going to be there, 
It always has been. Um, and now, in today's age, especially with the information that's in this book, we can arm ourselves entirely differently with our ability to recognize and avoid trouble or be prepared to handle it. Uh, to me, it's almost like a renaissance of personal security. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the secrets and the tactics that are in this book, truly, they're, it's information that, quite frankly, most trainers and, and you know, experts don't even know let alone know how to teach. And it answers all the questions, and it also answers the questions that most people don't even know to ask. Uh, But that being said, I do think it's going to get worse before it gets better. And and certainly nothing in this book is going to provide a global or sort of national-level solution to the problems of violence. But what I believe to be the case is the more of us that are actually armed with this information and the more individuals are capable of protecting themselves and their families, the more capable the entire society is and the less vulnerable we all are together. Um, But that being said, with a longer discussion, I can definitively get into the psychology of who commits mass homicide and why, and why fundamentally they are ultimately very brittle very cowardly individuals. Uh, They can only succeed, as with most predatory bad guys. They can only fundamentally succeed when they're preying on a soft target. So someone like you is not a soft target just by nature, just by the conversation we've had today and knowing what I know about you. Uh, But the average person, they don't realize that they are. And we want to move them in that direction of being a little bit more of a hard target so they are not on the menu. It's interesting, Sam. So really, essentially what you're saying, I mean, I know there's a lot more than what I'm about to say that goes into this, but it's almost how you carry yourself. Yeah, and it's not just how you carry yourself, because here's the thing. Bad guys are experts at reading people, and you have to become much better at reading them. But you also have to become very good, and I say you and the editorial, you know, one has to become very good at reading them. But one also has to become under, good at understanding how you are being read. And just carrying yourself with confidence or carrying yourself like pretending that you are uh, aware and, and, and ready to respond is good. But bad guys can see through that to a degree, especially with enough time, so that someone that you're interacting with on a regular basis the best way to carry yourself with confidence and to know that you are a hard target or to present yourself as a hard target is to actually be a hard target and to actually have the knowledge and skills. Then you're not faking it. It's real. And, and don't be afraid for those that are listening to be called paranoid and crazy. Like I am with my wife all the time, you know, back to wall, uh, you know, and here's something that pisses me off about today's world, Sam, is that I, I grew, you know, growing, I'm 48, I'm a Gen Xer, uh, I have, uh, I have a, when I say conservative views, I'm not talking politically, I'm talking about traditionally, where, you know, to be a gentleman, you hold a door open, you, if you're walking down the sidewalk, and this one in particular really bothers me, you stand closest to the street, that comes from the old olden days, where if a car were to go over a puddle, you would get the, the water on you and not the woman, and those types of things. So now when I walk down the street, I find myself, and this sounds silly, but I find myself 
having her walk close it's it's safer for her to walk closer to traffic than it is to have her walk sandwiched between me and a possible predator that could jump mm-hmm. out from wherever so you have to kind of change these traditional views of being chivalrous you know in order to survive almost in today now it, it's never happened to us but you just never know and i'm again i guess paranoid as my wife would say sometimes or my friends would say well i don't think you're paranoid just from talking <laughs> to you here and i don't think anything you've said is paranoid i Thank think you. that having you know having a a a consciousness a security consciousness and having a protector's mindset is is certainly not paranoid it's it's more of just being able to live very capably and very confidently in, in the dangers, amidst the dangers that the world presents. Mm. And, you know, the reality of it is where you position yourself in a restaurant or, you know, which seat you choose to sit in in a concert or where you choose to walk, all of those things are very environmental and situationally dependent. And, you know, in, in the Live Ready book, you know, I talk about a lot of those things, and I share some personal experiences of being in theaters, and I share experiences of my clients who were, you know, in many cases, found themselves on the wrong end of some of these situations, like the Mandalay Bay shooting. And, you know, there's huge lessons learned in all of these dynamics. And one of the things that I would just say is I truly believe that to change our, our behavior and to modify our behavior so that we don't go out and we don't participate in society is to let the bad guys win, okay? And the, the smarter way to do things is to simply acknowledge that trouble can arise and you want to be ready to meet it. You want to be ready to respond to it and to be able to you know, take the necessary precautions to minimize the chances. That's what you do, and that's what I do. And we do it to a degree now unconsciously because we've made it such a habituated practice. And that's what I hope that this book will help with a lot of people is to move them a little bit further along with realistic everyday behaviors that will help them habituate some of these skill sets so that it removes the possibility of them being targeted in the first place and gives them an advantage if they ever are. And, you know, some of the little things like, not just sitting where you can see what's going on around you, but recognizing that when you walk into a venue, find your exits, mm-hmm. right? It's, it takes a second. And, you know, no things. Like, there's always an exit through the kitchen. There's always an exit backstage. <laughs> so that you pre-program in some basic skill sets that in the event of an emergency, you at least know an escape route if you have to. Sam, when you walk into a new room, what's the first thing you're looking at? The people. Yeah. The first thing I do is, and I talk about this skill set in the books, you know, a lot of it comes down to teaching people the same skills we use as public figures, uh, protect public, to protect public figures, um, is when you walk into a room, you scan it and you scan it left to right, because that's the way our brain is programmed to have the greatest comprehension scientifically, but we scan left to right and you just glance. And if something draws your attention, focus on it and, and question why. And then there's some very specific and simple mental exercise to say, what exactly is going on here that is causing my brain to alarm me to some kind of trouble or to draw my attention? Almost always it's people. And if we're being highly specific, 
you know, you want to read people and understand where they, why are they using this environment the way they are, uh, and functionally speaking, see their hands and their face. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are they telling you non-verbally? Um, one of the gentlemen who is one of my mentors, I quote in the book that he was kind enough to write a very nice blurb of praise for the book, is Joe Navarro, a leading expert in the world on body language. And one of the things he always says is that, you know, the lips can lie. The, you know, words can lie, but the body cannot. And, you know, the body language of people and being able to read people is the real window into what's going on. So having some of those soft skills, this is not about physical self-defense tactics or, or firearms training. It's about the software of how do I read a room like Jason Bourne, you know? And, and that's what we're really looking for. Or Jason Bailey, right? Jason or Bailey. Jason Bailey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. So, so I, you know, my book's not out yet, nor will it ever be out, Sam. But what I call that is picking my team. And I always, <laughs> it, you know, I, because when you walk on a plane, and this is a post nine eleven thing, is and every guy does this. At least guys with balls do this. Is you walk on a plane, and as you go to your row, your seat, you're 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 going through each person. And you're looking at if we have to regulate who's going to be on your team without question. I do that on every every time, everything, a flight that I get on, if I'm walking into a room, a restaurant, everywhere I go, I pick my team. So I'm going to have, and that's a skill set from radio doing appearances is, you know, it's the old, uh, 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 the the bangles thing, left, right, middle, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're on stage Mm -hmm. is you, you, you find a target that you can you can transition to when you're talking to a room. And that's a, that's a public speaking thing as well. Same with self-defense. Now, I sound like I know what I'm talking about. I'm talking to the best in the world right now. But <laughs> please, at any time, tell me if I'm crazy, Sam, please. No, I love that. I love that. I've never heard it called that. I might even quote you on that. That's fantastic. Yes. Oh. Jason Bailey, the BS 98 Rock. Throw in at listen to the BS, thebaileyshow.com. You throw all that in there. <laughs> It's going to have to be a footnote, I think, yeah. probably. Hey, did, to go back to the Mandalay Bay thing, uh, you briefly mentioned that. Uh, did did you know, uh, know somebody there? What was the situation? Yeah, one of, the, uh, one of my clients was at the Mandalay Bay during the shooting and took a rifle round in his leg. And there was a lot of, a lot of lessons learned in this, um, not the least of which was how he handled himself, how he handled the situation. Yeah, the fact that he didn't even know he was wounded until he was actually completely off of the X, if you will, of the attack. Um, And then how many people he helped and his mindset. He had a profoundly powerful mindset about his actions and what was needed and and, and sort of just an observation of how people behaved in that scenario. Um, One of the critical dynamics there that I just try to relay is the reality is that most people just didn't know what to do or how to do it in that situation. And we're talking tens of thousands of people. And it was, a, I'm sure, you know, we all know it was a very chaotic, very, you know, tr- you know, enormously traumatic event. But the thing is that people just didn't know what to do or how to do it. And it's one of the reasons why I've spent so much of my life, you know, I have a very simple philosophy that, it's good to have a lifeguard, but you should know how to swim. Mm. You know, it, it's good, good to have close protection. It's nice to have protective environments and people and places around you, but you got to know how to swim. And 
that's the reason why I'm on this mission. You know, I wrote the book because I, you know, I've taught tens of thousands of people, but I can't reach millions individually. You know, I want to make sure that we reach as many human beings as possible with this critical information. And this book represents basically the most important stuff. You know, if you want to know what can I teach you that is most important, it's all there. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the active shooter dynamic, terrorist attacks, things like that, I actually offer a free course on my website that you can get to through the LiveReadyBook.com URL that basically breaks it down for free. You know, I just believe so heavily in wanting people to be able to have this information that that digital course is there, which is obviously not as good as doing it in person, but it's the next best thing. Yeah, my best friend, uh, who is a a pretty big-name DJ out in Vegas, he is friends with Jason and Brittany Aldean, so more Brittany than Jason, but he he was he was you know out there to go see her, and mm-hmm. he and a, a, another uh, friend of his, and literally when they walked into the outdoor venue that when Jason was performing and supposed to perform, the guy started opening fire, and so everybody, mm-hmm. as you said, Sam is just scattering, and him as well trying to find take cover. Uh, which is crazy that we're even having this fucking conversation in America in 2023. It drives me insane. And so, um, you know, he, he could feel the bullets whizzing by his body, and he was hurtling people that had been hit. Now, can you, I mean, just, like, like people, like, we're so desensitized to this now. It's sickening that we hear it, and it's it's like, it's a video game, it's a movie, and it's normal, it's never going to happen to me. What do you tell people, Mm -hmm. Sam, when they say it's never going to happen to me? Well, we all know that it can happen anywhere and under any circumstance. And, you know, the thing is, is that people who believe that it'll never happen to them, you know, are really living in a fantasy land. Um, And the, the thing is that so many people, they default into that mentality primarily because they just don't know the answers. You know, they, the brain goes through this process. It says, this scares me. I don't have any idea what to do about it, so I'm just going to hope and pray it never happens to me. And we fall into these, this kind of modality, this mentality of denial. Uh, and the better way to do things, and, and I've even noticed this with young kids, is they recognize this is something that can happen and they don't want to be afraid. They want to know how to react. They want to know, what do I do specifically? And just a little bit of training goes a long way. Um, now, what I can say is from the, the manifestation of violence that we're dealing with, active shooter events, just as a perspective, we've been dealing with violent people and violence in society for, you know, forever, since they were humans. And, but, and we've always had mass killers, you know, whether it's Hitler, Genghis Khan, you name it, there's always been mass killers. But the idea that a school student would come to school and indiscriminately murder his classmates or an employee do the same or target a, a concert venue, these things are all functionally terroristic attacks. And, and when we, there's no need to differentiate it any further because the only real differentiation is ideology. You know, one is might be politically motivated, another one's personally motivated. 
But the whole manifestation of this phenomena of violence has only been around since approximately 1990. You know, you can go back decades before you'd see any kind of even remotely similar event. And it's not just an American event. It's something that is a global dynamic. You know, we see in cultures that don't have firearms, we see mass knife attacks and stabbings of children in nursery schools and, and, you know, in daycare centers. So we always see the same dynamic of these incredibly disturbed individuals basically targeting the softest target they can find for the greatest impact. Mm -hmm. And I go into detail in the book, specifically in a couple of chapters, of what has enabled this in our culture. And I talk about what we can do as a society to effectively overcome it to a degree. You know, what, what moves need to be made that we've all kind of known would actually assist in the, you know, taking the fuel out of the fire for this. Um, but the reality of it is we can't affect that change today. What we can affect is our own responsibility for our own personal security and know what to do and how to do it in a way that is not going to scare us, but is rather going to empower us. And, you know, if we get specific about that, many people have heard the run-hide-fight approach. There's nothing fundamentally wrong with us. The only thing I would suggest is what has to happen first, really, is you have to be able to think and make decisions. You know, sometimes running is the right way. Sometimes moving slowly and quietly is the better way. Uh, you know, saying that we will run at the first sign of trouble is challenging because what it does is it reinforces panic. And what we really need to do is be able to keep ourselves thinking and making good decisions under high-stress situations. And the only way we can do that is by putting the right software into the computer. You know, the computer needs information that it can follow, especially under stress when we have an adrenaline reaction that starts to compromise our cognitive ability. And the only way to do that is with information. We have to have the right information. So that is information that's in the book. It's information that's on that online class. It's what I teach day in and day out. But the concept is you really want to distance yourself from that threat. Mm-hmm. I've got, well, I've got a, I've got a solution. If you're looking for another blurb in your book, is you go got ahead. yeah you, you, you we're going to have to go back in order to go forward, and it, you know unfortunately the the freedoms that uh, our constitution has given us we've absolutely ruined and taken out of context and used it not to our advantage. Uh, you you got to be hard like this stuff, especially here in California. You see these people just st- I hate thieves, hate them, can't stand them. You know, I and, and now the laws, especially in this state where they're really soft, where it's like, go ahead, steal up to a thousand dollars. You're just going to get slapped on the wrist. When I dude, take out their fucking kneecaps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you get shot by a security guard, you deserve to get shot by a security guard. You're stealing. That is a that is a direct threat to whomever you're stealing from in my opinion, and I believe also in the law's opinion. You know, you need to make an example of the bad guys. And once you make an example of the bad, it's like it's like training a child. This isn't rocket science, right? You train a child. You say, yeah. all right, you act up, you're grounded for the weekend. That's too long. Well, you shouldn't have done it. Next time it's going to be for a week. Next time it's going to be for a month. You go steal something that doesn't belong to you. You knock over some poor old lady and her kid. You get kneecapped with a baseball bat. You can't walk for the rest of your life. You shouldn't have stole something. 
This is not a negotiation. Yeah. Now, that's my opinion. Yeah, well, I, I definitely think there's, there's definitive yeah. grounds for that opinion and definite justification for it. I mean, we yeah. can look around us and see that in so many of these, uh, a lot of our major metropolitan areas, the DAs are no longer enforcing, the, uh, enforcing law, right. you know, and it's selective. Uh, and, you know, the, the soft-on-crime approach does not work to prevent crime. It does not divert people from criminal behavior. Um, I just read an article about a, maybe two weeks ago where a group of effectively Islamic militants uh, in 2021 went out in New York City looking for a Jew to attack. And these guys found some poor guy, attacked him, beat him almost to death, sprayed him with pepper spray. Uh -huh. They were all caught, which is fantastic. And one of the guys, the, the primary sort of leader of this group, was sentenced to seven years in jail. Wow. And it was, not only was the sentence so obscenely low, so obscenely light for almost killing someone and just massively the psychological and physical trauma that this poor guy uh, suffered, <clears throat> you know, this guy should have been sent away for at least 15 years, yeah. if not removed from society, yeah. you know, permanently. Like, you're done. You've right. lost your rights. I agree. Uh, 100%. All right, look, Sam, I, I don't mean to cut you short. I, I, I'm getting blown up by Art. He says, I got to get off the phone with you, unfortunately. Okay. Dang it. But I, I think I can reach out to you via your, your website. There's, there's a way to contact you there, correct? Yes. Yeah, reach out anytime. Yeah, I would love to continue this conversation because I didn't even get into talking about all these celebrities that you've protected. Right. You know, so I'd love to have you back on if you if you have the time. I am a fan. I'm going to buy your book, Live Ready. Uh, I think it's wonderful that you're putting this information out. So if I don't talk to you before the holidays, have a great Christmas to you and your family, and thanks for putting this information out in the world, Sam. Thank you so much. Call me and reach out anytime. All right. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. TheBaileyShow.com Now, get out of here.